How long will a 12-volt refrigerator run on battery? We just wrote about a bunch of fridge stuff, and so I thought I'd chat about this just for a couple minutes because it's such a common question. It, it's all over the web. It's a, it's a people also ask in Google search. It's on forums and Facebook, and it's one of those questions that everybody has on their mind. I think even experienced van lifers uh, off, are often wondering, oh, what, what's my fridge going to draw on this trip? or whatever, or with this battery, etc. And mostly I'm here to say that it's complicated. It, there is no easy answer. You can't just say a 100 amp hour lead acid battery will run a fridge for X hours because every fridge is different. And so what I want to do is just run down the list, the little checklist that we made here. And uh, by the way, you can just go to vantage.com and type in fridge and you'll you'll see three or four articles about 12-volt refrigerators and things like power use and runtime, etc. Uh, we did a bunch of research on this just to make sure that, that we had it covered thoroughly and, and that we could offer a solid response to this question. There are several factors impacting how long a 12-volt fridge will run on a battery. And those factors are the size of the battery, obviously, in amp hours. And then quickly we get right to battery chemistry. So consider that a lead-acid battery should not be run below 50% of charge because below that they start to break down or they break down more quickly. You shorten the life of the battery and batteries are expensive and so the more you run the thing below 50% of charge the the sooner it will die and you'll have to replace it and this is one of the reasons that with the newer chemistry out specifically lithium iron phosphate or lifepo4 and even lithium ion in the form of the solar generators that are out there i don't think it makes sense to buy to buy lead acid batteries. Now, I'm not here to rag on anybody who who owns lead acid batteries. I've owned them in the past. They're wonderful things. Obviously, they solve power problems for people. And if you just spend a bunch of money on lead acid batteries, don't think that I'm I'm telling you to run out and replace them. No, use them till they're used up or until you're annoyed with charging recharging them at 50% or whatever and you can afford to upgrade because the lithium iron phosphate and even the, the lithium-ion solar generators are spectacular. You can run them down to nothing. You get 2,500 to 4,000 recharges on them. And I'm not sure what it is for lead acid. I think it might be 1,000 or 2,000 recharges. But again, that, you have to cut that in half because you only get to use 50% of it. So that's enough about that, uh, except to say that when you're calculating how long a 12-volt fridge will run on a battery, you have to think of that aspect that the lead acid has to be recharged at 50%, so half as long as the lithium chemistries. Uh, then there's another factor is the operating amps of the fridge compressor motor. Now that tends to be in the 2 to 6 amp range, and that will be directly impacted by the uh, uh, some other factors. It's, it's funny because some of the the very the higher amperage fridges will run longer on battery because maybe they're they're slightly smaller or they have much better insulation or their the compressor motor is uh, variable instead of consistently running at the same speed. The, the newer ones tend to be variable and therefore use power as needed instead of just uh, being binary on off. 
So keep that in mind as well. And when you go to buy a fridge freezer or upgrade your fridge freezer, make sure that, that the compressor has a variable motor. Let's see, the, your thermostat setting. Obviously, if you're freezing down to 30 degrees, then the fridge is not going to run as long. Then there's ambient temperature. And this is a big one because insulation can only do so much. If it's 110 degrees outside and your fridge is sitting in direct sunlight, some of the people who do very serious testing on the various 12-volt fridge freezers do set them in direct sunlight as part of their testing protocol. Others keep them in a vehicle or they'll do both. And I'll give you a resource for someone who's done a very wide range of testing protocols uh, in the show notes. Uh, in the articles that we've written, if you go look at the site, you can see a blog that I that I linked to with some testing protocols on it for fridge freezers. So yeah, the, uh, the ambient outdoor temperature. If it's 30 degrees outside and your fridge is, is set to, you know, to a higher temperature, then it's going to use very, very little power. And so, yeah, those have a direct impact. And then there's the temperature in your van, right? You've got your fridge in your van and you're keeping the interior at 70 degrees with your your nifty little Wabasto diesel heater. Well, your fridge is going to work a little harder to keep up, uh, to keep your food down around 36 degrees. So isn't that funny? We're, we're actually, to keep ourselves warm, we're working against the efficiency of our refrigerator. It's a small price to pay, let's face it. And then there's the how often the fridge door is opened and for how long. So if you've got a kid running around, flopping that door open every 20 minutes to grab another soda or some ice water or something, then your fridge is going to be very inefficient. It's, it's going to use more power. It'll still be efficient, just the circumstances have caused it to use more power. So, And the, the how the fridge is built is, is also a factor, as I mentioned, insulation. And, and we just did a review on the Iceco iCooler, and that thing is built with roto-molded plastic and really thick insulation. So all, all bets are off with that. It, it's much more efficient than most of the stuff on the market. Although uh, it's been pointed out to me that, for example, the Dometic fridges are super efficient, and they have, they're smaller, take up less room, and Dometic just does such a fabulous job of, of insulation and construction that... Their fridges are more efficient with less insulation. So that's cool. I'll give you a kind of rundown. You can expect some kind of parameters uh, with regard to runtime on a battery. So so a 12-volt refrigerator in uh, liter sizes, 30 to 50 liter, the lowest use, that is lowest power use in colder ambient temperatures, wintertime, will, will use less power, so it's going to use maybe 25 amp hours in that range. And then the average power use may be 65 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit. And I'm sorry, I don't have the Celsius right off the top of my head for that. Uh, It might use 35 hours of power, so a bit more. And then at higher ambient temperatures, above 80, maybe 45 amp hours. But again, there are so many factors involved. So you have to kind of do your own experimentation, you know, and you can do that. You can just plug the thing in and stick it in the sunlight and, and, and run it for 24 hours and, and, or run it during the day and, and clock the power use and then run it all night and clock the power use and then run it while you're cooking, etc. And, and it, it is helpful to know 
just how much power your fridge is using. Because if it's using an inordinately high amount of power, then there might be a problem. You might have a draw somewhere, a short, you might have a very leaky door, maybe the thing's old and worn out and it's time to replace it. There are a number of reasons that your fridge might be inefficient. You also might surprise yourself and find that it's super efficient and, and it's uh, it does a great job. And you know, if you've been using one fridge for years and you switch to a new one, you don't want to assume that it's that it's more efficient. You want to actually test it and check it out. So those are my suggestions with regard to how much power a 12-volt fridge uses. Shoot me a question or comment at podcast at and we'll chat about 12-volt fridge freezer power usage. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the show. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Campervan Podcast. The Vansage newsletter goes out every Sunday evening, and if you're not signed up for that yet, well, you're missing out. Packed full of valuable, fun weekly features, product resources, videos, photography, exclusive content, and other cool van life stuff. It's easy to get signed up, only takes a few seconds, and the link to do so is in show notes right there in your podcatcher app. And while you're at it, I have a quick favor to ask. Please take a few seconds to send that link to friends, family, post it to your social media feeds, etc. It really does make all the difference and will allow me to continue publishing this show. Okay, that's it for now. Take care. Have fun. I'm glad you're here. Enjoy the adventure. I see. I think I hear coming now.